Welcome to the Females on Fire podcast, where I hope that you'll gain both the tools you need to grow your business and the motivation you need to create your dream life. I'm Haley Luckadoo, motivational speaker, serial entrepreneur, huge lover of Dr. Pepper, and of course, the host who will be introducing you to the phenomenal women sharing their stories and expertise to inspire you, help you succeed, and set your soul on fire. If one of your goals for 2020 is to rock your email marketing, then girl, I've got just the thing. Email marketing used to be a pain point for me because I have tried every platform out there. Now I use Flowdesk, a new platform that is changing the email marketing game. I could tell you a thousand reasons why I'm obsessed with Flowdesk, but you'll have to see for yourself. You will fall in love with the beautiful templates, easy to use interface, and having unlimited everything. That's right. If you get on board right now, you get unlimited subscribers, emails, workflows, and forms for life. And the best part, if you enter code Haley, you get all of this for only $19 a month. Again, for life. Seriously, just enter code H-A-Y-L-E-Y and you'll lock in a $19 a month subscription for an unlimited amount of everything Flowdesk has to offer for life. That's an unbeatable deal for your business and your peace of mind. 2020 is the year to change your email marketing. So head to Flowdesk, enter code Haley, and make it your best year in business yet. Welcome back, ladies. This is such a good episode because we are diving in to a pretty tactical marketing strategy that you should be using, but have probably been a little too nervous to try. So I am talking today with a very special guest, Kashira Moffitt, and she is an award-winning serial entrepreneur, brand strategist, and author who specializes in helping ambitious women entrepreneurs package their expertise, brand their influence, and monetize their online presence. Kashira launched the Power Collective in 2018, where the mission is to accelerate the growth of small and mid-sized women-owned businesses to create more economic equality within the U.S. And the Power Collective is a management consulting firm with specialties in business development, marketing, and branding. And she has done all of that using the marketing tactic of live streaming. And that is what we are going to be talking about today. Kashira is an expert in live streaming and really generating sales from doing live streams. She uses this almost every day and especially during her launch periods and it really truly works. So she is dishing out all of her advice for what goes into the prep work, what to do when you're actually on camera and how you can generate sales from live streaming and implement it into your marketing strategy. So I know you're going to love Kashira as much as I do. And her advice is so amazing. So grab a pen and a notebook because you're going to want to take all the notes and let's dive in. 
Hi, Kashira. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Yes, we are definitely excited to have you and super excited to dive into all of this talk about live streaming, because I know that's something that everybody wants to do, but is a little nervous to do. So can't wait for that. But before we dive into that conversation, can you just tell our listeners a little bit about you, who you are, how you got here, and what it is that you do? Yeah, absolutely. So again, I'm Kashira. I am a business coach, a full-time entrepreneur, and I specialize in helping other women business owners package their expertise, develop magnetic messaging, and then create consistent revenue in their business. And I've been doing this for five years now, but full-time two years. And Um, With my clients, I've helped people go from idea to full-on five-figure launch. I've helped people who realized that they were doing something that they weren't in love with, and I've helped them rebrand and reposition into that thing. And this was something that I did just happenstance fall into from my background with marketing. But it's so interesting that I feel my clients are, are coming to me with just all of these ideas that they just keep on the inside. And after like a 15 minute conversation, it's like we're able to whiteboard it out and move forward with our next steps. Outside of coaching, I am an author. I have several books that are on Amazon. My latest is called All in Favor of Branding. So I've written books about how to get started with personal branding. And I've also created some planners for busy entrepreneurs like myself who just need form <laughs> and structure when navigating their day. Um, outside of those projects, um, I actually hosted a women's empowerment summit for four years called the Hustle Her Way Summit. Um, so I do have some experience as well in the event space. And as we were mentioning in our prior discussion, you know, my business started with the blog and a Facebook group where I was just freely sharing and giving insight. And so when my business took off, I had this amazing community of women who wanted to come together and learn together and fellowship together. So um, that Hustle Her Way Summit has now turned into a retreat. So instead of being a one-day, one-time event, we now have a four-day retreat that we normally do in a very luxurious location. And it's actually called the Founder Circle Retreat, which is really exciting. Um, outside of those projects, I am a serial entrepreneur. So I own a cosmetics brand called A Life of a Bombshell Cosmetics, where we sell lip gloss, lipsticks, eyeshadow, things like that. And so I do have some experience as well in the e-commerce space. And, and cosmetics is just a passion project for me. I've just always been really into makeup. And so being a business owner, it's also really exciting to be able to try out a lot of the marketing strategies and branding ideas that I have with a physical product, which is completely different than selling services. So, you know, I'm, I'm really into physical products. I think there's a lot of room to be really creative. And so I, tr- I tipped my hat in the ring for physical products once more recently by launching um, an line of affirmation cards called the Shift Your Power cards that are geared towards women business owners. And the affirmations themselves are actually catered towards running your business. So we have affirmations that say I'm capable of earning a million dollars with ease or, you know, my content inspires the world, things like that. So that is my super high level elevator pitch. But with that being said, I'm excited to dive into our topics today. Yes, very excited to dive in. And I think the thing I love most, and I said this to you before we hit record, is that you have so many different facets to your business and you're so multi-passionate. And, you know, I always say that's something that I very much identify with. And we did an entire episode with someone on being multi-passionate just because I think multi-passionates kind of get a bad rap. You know, people really want you to kind of stay in your lane and 
in your niche and, and really stay focused. And some of us like, you know, we just have too many things that we love and that we're passionate about. And so I love that you, you know, you're doing all of this with the retreat and you're a brand strategist and you also have this line of cosmetic products. And I mean, that's just so cool that you have found a way to really dive into each of those areas and sort of find balance in each of those spaces and make it work. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely something that I've always been, I've always been this person who whenever it's something that I'm really serious about or really interested in, I just kind of jump in. I learned really early the feel the fear and do it anyway philosophy. And so that's something that's really exciting because I think as a coach, the things that I'm learning by jumping into things that I love, I'm able to now pass those lessons on and prevent people from making some of the same mistakes that I've made along the way. Definitely. Yeah, that's so true. And I think too, the you know, the, the biggest people that you follow and the most successful people that, you know, they do that same thing. You know, they just jump into the unknowns of the new thing that they're trying and kind of learn along the way and then just teach as they go. And so, you know, you always hear that like being ready is a lie and, you know, it's never going to be perfect. So you just need to jump in. And I think that's very much true of anyone who's successful is that they, they really just got started with what they had and what they knew and just kept learning and kept growing and then just taught what they knew. And every time they added something, you know, to their toolkit, they were able to give that back to somebody else. So I love that. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're right on the money. I think that perfect is something being perfect is an illusion. I mean, even present day with how my business looks and, you know, all the clients and all of that, it's still not perfect. (laughs) You know, there's still so much that can change or be improved or that can switch. But if I allowed myself to be distracted by the imperfection, I wouldn't be able to serve the countless women that I touch on a daily basis. Right. I love that. I love how much you can hear the, the passion in your voice. I like that a lot. Well, speaking of being perfect, I know that the fear of not being perfect is really what keeps a lot of people from trying out live streaming. And that's our topic for today is, you know, all of your advice for how to really create a great live stream and how to make it happen and how to generate sales from it and all of those, those sort of facets. So first and foremost, what do our listeners need to know about prepping for a live stream? What is it that needs to happen before you actually hop on the camera? Because I know some people get really concerned with the actual live stream and then they hop on camera and they feel really unprepared. So what do you think has to go into that beforehand? Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's such a really good question because part of the success of being on live stream comes for the preparation. I know it probably seems like when you watch a lot of your favorite people online, it seems like oh my gosh, they're just such a natural, this is just flowing, and they're just talking as they, they have notes. <laughs> a lot of us have notes in front of us, and we we have our core talking points and our top priorities, and so I always tell people, before you hit that live button, you actually need to think about what you want to communicate, and what's the goal of this live stream, what's the purpose of it, and start to brainstorm. Think of it as if you were back in school, and you were writing a paper. You typically start with 
than outline before you jump headfirst into writing, I recommend this for live streaming as well. Start off with an outline and then go into your, your session. You don't necessarily need to write a script, but you have to think about what's my messaging here. And so the more, the most important things that you need to outline is one, like, what's my point? Why am I here? <laughs> right? Why am I doing this? And then what action do I want those watching this to take? I've watched some amazing live streams where there was no call to action. And I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure the person who did it missed out on revenue that could have been generated with ease. And so when we, when we think about those two things, it actually makes it easier for us to not only go into the session with confidence, but then when we come out of the session, we know what metrics we're looking for. I love that. I love how easily you broke that down. And I, I like that you mentioned to do an outline because I've done that. I have done exactly what you just said, where I had no idea what I was doing and hopped on a live stream and was like, oh, you know, here's my topic. Here's the points that I was trying to make. And okay, bye. <laughs> and <laughs> didn't really like sell them anything. And then I've also seen live streams where somebody gets on the live stream literally with the sole purpose of selling, which I think that's fine but it came off too salesy. Like the whole thing was about the sell and there was absolutely no value provided whatsoever. And so I think those are two opposite ends of the spectrum that are both really, really bad. So yeah. I, it's, I think it's amazing how much you can avoid that literally by just having an outline. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, to your point, I mean, I think that there's, there's a lot to be said for, you know, the value plus ask versus just having the ask. I mean, now this is a different conversation if we're talking about like a sales funnel, right? Like there's, you know, there's some strategy behind that. But when we're right. thinking about just one-off live streams, it's like, you know, I always lead with the value and then go into the ask because, um, you know, the benefit of, well, let me back up, the benefit of actually live streaming versus other things like just posting directly like a picture or a caption is that live streaming helps to build trust faster. There's literal scientific proof that the no like and trust factor is, is the, the time it takes to build that is increased through live stream video because of the connectedness and the authenticity that people can engage with you. You know, there's, there's fat, there's stats around people being able to purchase, you know, over 50% faster or feeling a little bit closer to the person that's in the video. So that's why we advocate for live streaming. It helps to speed up the timeline of your customer journey. But when we think about that, you know, there's so many people who will click into your lives who are new, who've never seen you before, who don't know much about you. And so you want to make a good impression, right? It's like going on a first date. It's like as soon as you get on the first date, the person doesn't ask for the second date, right? You actually have to have the date and then see if there's chemistry, see if it goes well. Then you ask the person for a second date. That's how I view calls to action with live streaming. Like, hey, let me actually let you get to know me and get to know how my, my methodologies work and what I'm about. And then I'm going to invite you to, to take an offer from me, whether it's a free offer or a paid offer, but leading with that value, you know, it, it's what keeps people to actually get, keeps people coming back. And I think that 
I always challenge my cal- my my clients to think through their expertise, and it's like, hey, like as a true expert, like you should be able to talk about your specialty, your niche all day long, and still have something to sell. So you shouldn't have to worry about necessarily running out of ideas because one big part of being a, a business owner is your messaging. All of your content is going to come back to the same core point anyway. You're just going to have different angles of approaches and different examples you're going to use to draw out that point. Exactly. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And I, I, I like that point too, that, you know, if you're really clear on your messaging, if you're a really good business owner, then you're always going to have value to provide. I like that too. Cause I think a lot of times we do get really caught up in, oh, well, I, I can't do a live stream or I can't do this video or I can't do this because I don't have anything to say. And if you're in business, then you have something to say you have something to sell, you have some kind of value that you can provide to your audience. And so I like the way you've balanced the selling and the providing value. I think that's kind of the most important part of live streaming, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. is making sure that, you know, like you said, you're, you're not going to just ask for a second date right off the bat. Like (laughs) you've got to give them something Mm -hmm. that would make them want to say yes. So I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. So what do you think it is that actually makes for a successful live stream? So let's say they've done the outline and they feel pretty confident in the prep work. So now they're on camera and now what? Do they start selling right away? Do they, you know, provide the value right away and and kind of throw the sale in at the end? Or is it sort of half and half? Like, what do you think should happen to really make it feel natural and confident, but also lead to sales. Yeah, absolutely. So some of my best practices around having a really good live stream is first and foremost, introduce yourself, right? So I know that if you're going live on your Instagram or your Facebook page, you're like, hey, that that means they should know me. But I think we take for granted that people know what we do and how we do it. So I highly encourage you to introduce yourself. And honestly, depending upon how long your session is, reintroduce yourself a couple of different times. So if I know I'm going to be talking for 30 minutes, I probably introduce myself two to three times during that session in like seven to 10 minute intervals because people drop in and drop out. So continue to introduce yourself, let people know what you do because that's like one of the first easy hooks to get them to stay on. One of the next things is your live stream should be structured and easy to follow. Like you don't have to do point one, two, three, but it should actually flow logically. So you want to just be careful about going too far off on tangents because people can then not follow you and click off and miss out on your sale. And then from there, one thing you mentioned was, you know, at what point do we sell? So typically I actually like to start bringing up my offer in the middle of the session versus waiting drastically until the end. Um, and so what I'll, I'll do is I'll start to, to mention the offer. So I'll say things like, you know, and this is something that I actually teach in my mastermind program, which we'll talk about at the end, or this is something that my clients get hands-on experience with in this particular service, which I'll talk about towards the end. So that way it doesn't take them by surprise. And if they're actually interested in this and they actually want a deeper dive into what I'm talking about, then they will stay for the actual pitch towards the end. If I'm promoting a free thing like my Facebook group or a free opt-in, I reference that three to four times during the broadcast. I'll say, you know, make sure you click, you know, the link above or the link in my bio to download this free guide so that you can X, Y, and Z. So I'll reference it multiple times just so that they don't forget. And so that new people who are clicking on 
can also know to go and grab that. And so some of the other things that I feel make a broadcast successful is one, actually engaging with the people on the live stream. Um, that sounds so simple, but people miss out. So when people are joining your live streams, you know, try to try to call them by name if you can. If you can't pronounce their name, you know, maybe try their last name or initial or something like that and let them know, hey, I can't pronounce your name, but here it is. Um, but engage with them. Start to get get to know your audience and create that opportunity for them to talk to you um, is really important. And then one of the last things I want to say is that you want to make sure that you actually encourage your audience to share because they aren't going to do that just because. So actually ask people to share share the broadcast. If you're on Instagram, ask them to tag you in their stories, but actually ask them to share. You'd be surprised at how many people actually do it simply because you asked them to. I like that. I've never thought about asking them to share that. So that's a really cool, you know, little bonus tip there. I like that a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I love all of those tips, but I like that you're kind of selling in the middle and I like what you said about mentioning it several times, because like I said, I've seen live streams where, you know, they kind of throw in the cell at the end and I've, I've done live streams myself where, you know, a lot of people would kind of show up in the beginning, but they do sort of trickle off as you go. And so by mm -hmm. the end, when you're trying to sell your, your freebie or your Facebook group or your program or whatever, there's nobody left. Yeah. So I like the way you kind of work that in throughout the live stream, but that does kind of bring up the question for me because you mentioned like oh if I'm doing a freebie or my Facebook group I do this but if I'm doing you know like a high ticket paid program or something then I'll do this how often are you well I guess how often are you live streaming first of all but how often are you kind of switching up that offer so basically like are you doing several live streams surrounding your your program or your paid offer or that high ticket value item and then switching it and doing a few live streams for your Facebook group or are you kind of alternating each time or yeah. is there a system? Do you think it even matters? Yeah. I mean, well, you're, you're right on the money and I have a couple of answers. So for me personally, if I am not actively launching something, <laughs> then I'm probably streaming one to two times a week. And the nice part about how I do freebies, which is kind of unique, is on my site, I keep all of my links to the freebies on one page, right? So it's like one page with screenshots of all of them. And then when you click what you want, it takes you to the page. So I do that because that way I don't have to like bookmark all of these links and whatever else. And when I'm building out my live streams in between launches, I'm really just kind of leading with value. And then after I build out my talking points, I'm like, okay, which one of my freebies relates to this the most that I can now put? Plug. And that's just how I approach it because I have a lot of different um, free downloads. So I have a little bit more flexibility with that. But when it's launch season, I am going live probably every business day for two to three weeks. So that's like 12 wow. to 15 live streams. And um, it's funny, my friends all know when it's launch season because I need two, two full days to build content. So <laughs> I build all of my live stream content in one time for my launches. So I do my titles, my talking points, and my call to actions for that whole launch. And so I, it's, it's an intensive process. Um, but live streaming typically brings me the results I want more than any other launch tactic. So that's how I do it. Now, for people who are super new entrepreneurs and you're building an audience, 
you can't necessarily take my approach of like I'm only going to stream one or tw- once or twice a week. If you want live streaming to be a, a huge source of revenue for you and you're brand new, I would recommend streaming more often than not in the beginning. So if you can aim for three times a week, maybe more, because you have to build an audience. You have to get people actually used to clicking in your streams and actually watching you and engaging with you. So you're going to need to actually build up to that point that when you do start to go live once a week, your people are tuning in and they're excited to see you. So you need to build that up. And what I tell my clients is even if you're new and you're in your practice lives, as I call them, the ones where no one's really, really watching, I still want you to have some kind of invitation for the people who do watch. If it's just one person or two people tuning in, those people may actually become clients, but you have to give them a reason to actually take action with you. And I have to give this example of someone I was watching on live stream who was talking about um, some health related things. Like she, she coaches women on health and the session was so good. I had my card in my hand. Like I knew at the end there was going to be a pitch. I was ready to give her whatever amount of money she asked for because it was that good. And there was no pitch. It just ended. <laughs> oh my God. There was no, there was no opt-in. There was no anything. And like, I was like, wait, what in the world? But I mean, this is not my client. So I can't just go slide in the DMs and tell her, girl, you missed out. And so, and it was funny because when she finally did do an offer, I think later that week, it was just, it was, it just didn't have the same power. It didn't have the same pizzazz. And I'm just like, anytime you have a captive audience, I don't care if it's three people, 30 people or 300 people, you need to have something you can offer them at all times. I like that. Wow. Yeah. I, I'd be interested just to see that live stream now that, you know, you said was so good and powerful and had you pulling out your credit card by the end. That's crazy to me that you just wouldn't offer anything. I would have at least been like, go check out my website for, you know, my paid programs or something. I don't know. But I like that you mentioned, you know, that it's kind of a little different if you're getting started. Cause I know we definitely have some listeners who are in that place, but what, you know, you said like for your, if you're in launch season, then you're going live every single day for two to three weeks. So how does that look different from day to day? Cause I know a lot of people will hear that and they're like, oh my gosh, I literally do not have that much that I can say. <laughs> yeah. And I know you're building it out in advance and that's very smart. And I know, you know, we all do have value that we can provide as business owners. And especially if you are launching something, but how do you find the line between making sure that you're providing value every single day of those live streams that's related to the offer that you're trying to sell them without feeling like you're giving away all the information in your offer for free. Yep, absolutely. And so here's for people who've actually launched before, this is super simple. If you've ever made a webinar deck to sell something, I guarantee you I can create 15 live streams from that webinar deck. I guarantee Mm -hmm. it. Because the live stream only needs two to three talking points. (laughs) right? Like a live stream doesn't need to be a slide deck. A live stream doesn't need to be 30 to 45 minutes, right? And so think about how, or if you've ever written an email funnel, I can take one email and brainstorm two to three live streams just from that, right? So thinking about how we do webinars, right? Typically when we do webinars, we introduce ourselves, we tell our stories, right? That's a live stream. Then from there we go, we talk about maybe the customer's journey, right? Their pain points, the, their transformation, what's holding them back, myths and objections. That's four live streams right there. 
each, one awesome. those, each one of those things I just said is a live stream, right? And then you're introducing your program. That's a live stream. You know, talking a little bit more in detail about what the program consists of. Another live stream. FAQs about the program. Another live stream. You know, limited time bonuses. You know, interviews and live case studies with your former clients. A live stream. Um, talking more about some of the objections you feel like your client has. Live stream. I think we just named 10 or 11, right? Yeah. So any funnel you've already built, you can turn it into a live stream series. I love that. Repurpose what you've already got. Yes, yeah, please. I love that. Don't start from scratch if you don't have to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why, why reinvent the wheel? Yes. And there's been, there's been some launches that where I've really wanted like a big group of people where I've done the webinar and the live streams and they were all the same content. The people who are typically watching your webinars may not turn into the live streams and then thinking right. about for some people, it may only take one of those live streams to make them convert and engage with you. And so the benefit of live streaming as well. One other benefit is the reach, right? Like you're not limited to who signed up like you are for um, webinars. For webinars, you're just limited to who gave you their email address or who's already in your circle. But with live streams, it's like if you get people to share it out, now you've expanded your reach. You know, Facebook loves to help us get more reach when it comes to videos because they want more people to actually stay on the platform, right? So you can boost them. You can do ads, which I don't really do ads, but you can. You know, you can share those videos and groups for Instagram, you can put those on Instagram TV or in your stories, which leaves people doing what? Sharing that content more with repurposing them on your feed. It's like you can use hashtags. So I think that there's there's so much more that we can do with these live stream videos than we can do with our actual webinar decks. I agree. Yeah, I love that. So how long I have to ask because somebody listening will be like, oh my gosh, Haley, please ask her this. How long are you live streaming for? Because I know you said earlier, it doesn't have to be 30 to 45 minutes and you really only need two to three talking points. So, you know, is this something where it varies a lot or is it one of those things where you're like, mm, I'd stay around like 10 to 15 minutes? Yeah, I mean, if you're just getting started, I would say make it a minimum of 10 minutes because you need to give people time to click on. Just because you just hit the record right. button doesn't mean everybody's being notified or even saw it. So at least 10 minutes to get that audience engaged. I, person, I personally stream for 20 to 35 minutes. My, low, my shortest time is typically 20 minutes, but I also spend time engaged with my audience and talking back with them and asking them questions and answering their questions. So um, some, I've, I've actually... I think the longest I've actually streamed has been for a full hour. <laughs> and those sessions, the ones that are the longer ones, typically they're long because people are asking me really good questions, which is what I want. I want people to talk back to me because the thing is, people feel comfortable enough to comment and ask you questions. That is a really, really good sign. So I go with the flow. But when I structure my talking points, again, I try to make sure that I'm streaming for at least 20 minutes. And it's funny because I tell my viewers, like, I have a goal of being done within 20 to 30 minutes because I know if I get really passionate, I can talk. So um, to answer your question, 10 minutes at minimum to start. And then from there, you can go as long as you need to. I like that. Yeah. So <laughs> You, you kind of made this question come up for me too. And I want to just make sure that we're kind of covering all our bases here. I know we're going a little bit backwards, but when you first hop on the live stream, let's say that they don't really have a massive audience yet, and they don't have people asking them those really good questions that we want them to ask. 
what are you doing in the beginning? Are you jumping right in to your talking points or are you kind of, you know, stalling for time a little bit to let people get on? Because I know I've seen that we've all seen those live streams that they're like, okay, I'm just going to wait on more people to hop on and, you know, like, what are you doing to kind of make sure that people have time to get on without making it seem like we're all just sitting around twiddling our thumbs? Yeah. So typically I am doing my introduction and I may ask people to just hop in the comments and tell me where they're viewing, tuning in from. And then at least one person says the city. I'm, I can relate to them at some point in life and I'll say, oh, I've never been. How's it going? Or, oh, yeah, I've been there recently and kind of use the time of small talk. However, so let's talk about technology real quick. So I'm typically streaming on Facebook and LinkedIn. And so I actually use like screen sharing software. So I actually just made a little intro video that says we're going to get started shortly. And I run that for like 30 to 45 seconds because Facebook is where people typically take the longest to click in. And so that little video actually has helped me to eliminate that. I know it's like the next step up with live streaming. So I stream from my computer and there's a ton of these softwares you all like you can use BeLive TV, there's Ecamm, there's Stream yard there's restream i mean there's a million and one software so um you can use one of those and so typically i let people on facebook and linkedin come in first and then once i get ready to start the session i'll press start on on instagram and then i hop right into my introduction my quick audience question asking them to share it out after i introduce the topic and then i go straight into my talking points yeah that makes sense i like that a lot i like the idea for the video mm-hmm. i don't think i've ever seen anybody do that. Maybe I have, and I just didn't realize it, but I don't think I have. So that's, that's a really cool idea. I like that. Think of it as like a little commercial. So i made this image in Canva, like presentation style. It has like my picture on it and it says, we'll get started shortly. Introduce yourself in the comments. And then in iMovie, which is free editing software, I put the image and I put some, some copyright free music on, on it. And that's what made the video. So it's a very simple thing. Now I think you can do stuff like this in Canva. Um, but that's how I did the video. And so with the softwares that you can use, you can show pre-recorded videos, which is a whole other thing in itself, but you can use that as your intro to just get warmed up and get people tuned into your session. That's awesome. I love that. So really quickly, you just, you mentioned tech. And so I just kind of want to dive into that. So you're saying that you use a software. Is that like, is that what's helping you to go live on all of these platforms at once? Cause I know a lot of people like, you know, if they're trying to do like Facebook and Instagram, then they've got their phone and it's like right beside their computer. And, mm-hmm. and you know, like it's, it's kind of hard to go live on all of these platforms at once. So what is your, what does your tech look like for you to be able to do so many different platforms? Well, Instagram is the wild card. <laughs> Instagram does not <laughs> well with anybody's stuff. So Instagram used to need your phone or your tablet. So that's what I use. And then, like I mentioned before, the particular software I use is Restream. I don't want to endorse it, though. It's not the best. I just already paid for it. Um, but there's a ton of other options out there um, that you can use to stream in multiple places. So outside of Instagram, I stream on LinkedIn and also on Periscope. And Periscope was where I got my start with live streaming. So I just wanted to continue that. LinkedIn Live is application only. And I know right now it's closed. But depending upon when you're listening to this, it may be open. So just like Google search LinkedIn Live and the application should come up. So you have to get a approval for that. Um, and then 
but what I, what I want to say about this is that for new people, you don't need to do what I do though. If you are a new entrepreneur, you know, wherever you feel like your audience hangs out the most, start there. And I say that as a coach because so many of my clients get overwhelmed with having to maintain a presence on three and four platforms when it's not necessary. So if you have done your research and you know that your audience is on Instagram, then stay on Instagram and get comfortable with that before you decide to do all of the other things. Or if it's Facebook, then start on Facebook and then work your way up once you've started to get comfortable and you started to establish yourself on that platform. Yes, I love that. And I think that was kind of going to be my next point was, do you feel like everybody needs to start off with this or is it something you build up to? And so you kind of already answered that. So I appreciate that. But I, I, I love that, that, you know, start with what you know. It just literally goes back to what we said in the beginning. Start with what you know, start with what you have. Don't worry about it necessarily being perfect and just kind of learn as you go and provide the value that you have to provide and you'll naturally get the customers from that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I want to throw in one other point, which is like, have fun with this and be creative. Um, I don't want you to think that you need to sit in front of a white wall, right? And just talk aimlessly at your phone and and exit. You can have fun and and be creative and be innovative with this. I know um, I did a, a live stream around National Wine Day and I was like, everyone that comes needs to have a glass of wine with you. And so we're sitting there, I'm on live drinking wine <laughs> and talking <laughs> about mindset, you know, for business owners. And I, and that was one of my longer sessions. And so I introduced my affirmation cards and that's when I like cut the script. I'm like, okay, I need to, I'm, I'm like, I told everyone watching, I'm going off of my talking points because I want to tell you my story. I want to talk to you about why I created these and why this is so important for me. And so if you feel a moment of vulnerability coming on or authenticity, like go into that, your audience, audience, our audiences love that. It's what makes us human and what makes them connect. And that was probably one of my best received um, sessions in terms of sales, like immediate sales, um, just with that portion of the segment. And so I just want to lend, I want you to use your gut instinct here and, and have fun, be creative, be authentic, and don't be afraid of, doing something that's outside of the norm because that's what's going to get you noticed so even something as simple as having an intro video that's not common you just said you haven't seen that as often it's something that i just you know decided i wanted to do right and so those are the things that helped have helped me to stand out and so i want people tuning in to if you have some an idea for something that you haven't seen before that's absolutely amazing it's it, we're in a space where we need to see things we've never seen before Yeah. And I think that's a good point to just put your own like style and flair into it because we hear that everywhere else too. Like your website should really look like you and look like your branding and look like your messaging and you know, your brand should, yeah, be what your customer wants to see, but also be a reflection of who you are. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, your Instagram, your social should be the same way. So it makes sense that you would want to infuse that into your live streaming too. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Well, these are such good tips. I'm so excited because I think we're going to have a lot of listeners going live after they hear this. And that makes me so happy because I know that's definitely an area that really could grow your business quickly and and fairly easily and kind of be a fun way to grow your business, but not a lot of people are doing it just because of those hesitancies and those fears of it not being perfect or not knowing what to say or all of those things. So 
I love these tips because I think they're going to really help kind of calm those nerves a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad that we were able to go deep into this. It's funny. I don't really get to talk about this as much. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is so good because it's, it's to your point. I mean, it's, it's, it's an easy and a cost effective way of getting in front of your audience. You don't necessarily need to go and spend a ton of money on, let's say, you know, fancy equipment or fancy webinar software. I mean, you, you can just leverage these organic tools to start to build your audience. But with anything, you do have to invest the time in actually building it up right now. You know, you may not have anyone tuned in. You may only have one person tuned in, but just know that everybody started at zero. We all started with no followers and we built our, our brands. We built ourselves up. Just remember that when you're getting started. Love that. Love that. Great final advice. Well, since it's the end of the episode, I do want to dive into a fun little lightning round that I always close the show with. So first and foremost, what does your morning routine look like? So on a good day, (laughs) the morning (laughs) routine looks like getting out of bed, doing just five minutes of meditation. And then from there, you know, kind of freshening up, cleaning up, you know, having breakfast. And then typically my day starts with some kind of reading and or a podcast. I like to try to start my day with feeling myself, even if it's just for 10 minutes, because it's just something that I like to pass on to my clients on a bad day it looks like me running out of bed and meditating at the at the Keurig trying to do two things at once (laughs) and then jumping straight into email it just depends (laughs) I love it I love it so much oh that's funny all right what is the last book that you read the miracle morning oh that's one of my favorites I know right like I am so obsessed with that book like I've I I try to read it on multiple occasions just to make sure like I'm refreshing myself, but it's so powerful. It is. And it's so good. So much like value and insight and just really tangible, you know, tips and advice in there. So I love that one. Such a good one. What is one thing that you recommend to everybody? So this can be like a service that you use or a product you love or Um, just an item that you kind of feel like you can't live without, but something that you feel like everybody has to have? Oh, that's a good question. Something everyone has to have. Well, two things. One, everybody needs a good skincare routine. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I highly recommend my favorite skincare brand is Origins. And the second thing I would recommend is actually Upwork.com. And Upwork was something I've known about for years, but never actually used until this year. And I feel like I've missed out on life. So Upwork is like that next level version of of Fiverr where you can hire contractors or temporary support or project-based support. But what I like about it more is that you can create your own job description, your own project description, and set your own budget. And then from there, freelancers actually post for your job versus the other way around on Fiverr. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. I love that. I used to use Upwork a lot. So not so much anymore. I kind of fell out of using it a little bit, but it was always very, very helpful. So I like that. That's a good one. All right. Last question for you. What is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Oh, best piece of advice I've ever been given. Uh, One of my first business coaches said to me, you need to get out of your own way. 
and I pass that on to everyone tuning in. Nine times out of 10, you already have the right ideas, you already have the right strategy, but you've convinced yourself that you don't, you've convinced yourself that you need more, you've convinced yourself that it has to be perfect, and you're literally the only thing in your way. I love that. Oh, that's so good. So, so good. And I think kind of goes along a little bit with what we were saying earlier about, you know, start before you're ready and just start with what you have and, and all of that. And definitely, you know, you could apply that to live streaming for sure. So I love that. Well, tell everybody where they can find you. What's your website, your social, what are you working on right now? Do you have some kind of offer that you think they would really find some value in? Just give them all the things. Yeah, absolutely. So you can find me everywhere at Kashira and my website is thepowercollective.co. Right now, if you um, go to my website on the resources page, you can find my latest free ebook, which is called the Master Your Time ebook, which has been a favorite thus far with a lot of my audience, which it just talks to you about how to organize your time, whether you're both a full-time employee and running a business, or if you're a full-time business owner. And it also walks you through some of my favorite tools, apps, and strategies for just managing my time and making sure that I'm allocating the right amount of effort and energy towards the right task. So you can find that on my site. And then also I have a really active Facebook group. It's called the Power Circle. There's a little over 3000 members there and we do daily discussion threads and pop-up trainings and things like that. It is a women only uh, community, but we have a lot of fun there. And the nice thing about the community too, is that it's not all business. So we have a lot of fun life conversations and, and a lot of entertainment based conversations as well. So it's a nice breath of fresh air. I love that. And we will link all of that in the show notes as well. So if you guys listening want to head over to the Facebook group or grab the ebook, you can definitely do all of that through the show notes. Well, Kashira, thank you so much. I really appreciate just you giving a little bit of your time and definitely sharing all of this wisdom surrounding live streaming. Cause like I said, I think it's just one of those things that people are really nervous about and, uh, you know, kind of, shy away from doing because of that fear. And so I think you've probably calmed a lot of nerves through this episode, just with all of your advice. So I just want to say that I appreciate it so much. And I know our listeners do too. Thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun with you being able to talk about it. Well, ladies, that's it for this time, but don't forget to head over to the show notes to grab special bonus content from our guests. I'd love if you could show your support for the show. So if you have just a minute, leave a five-star review about how much you love this podcast. Then head over to femalesonfirepodcast.com and grab your Females on Fire apparel. Get a t-shirt, hat, and more because it all goes to fund the podcast. And don't forget to show off your new swag to all your friends on social media and tag me at Females on Fire and at Haley Luckadoo. I'll be back next week with another great show for you. But until then, keep reaching for those dreams that set your soul on fire.